Thank you for joining in for this City Lights Church podcast. We're a new church in the north of Brisbane, and you can find out more about us at www.citylights.community. We hope that this podcast encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. Twenty twenty three. It's a new year. Who likes new things? New things. Uh, my wife will attest that I'm like I like new things, trying new things, experiencing new things, and uh, I love New Years. And one of the reasons that I love New Years is a little bit of a different reason, is that when we tick over into a new calendar year, it's a very tangible reminder that things are different and we get a fresh start. I think every new day when the sun sets and the sun rises is a reminder that we get a few we get a new start. Did anyone here have any kind of uh, diet or exercise um, ambitions over the holidays? I know I, I was doing pretty well until the 26th of December. I actually did quite well on Christmas Day, but the 26th of December was like my food day. And I think I had like at Christmas lunch, I think I might have had thirds, okay? We're, we can be honest here. My sister does a trifle. Uh, my sister-in-law does a pavlova. And of course, I love ice cream, so I had a lot of that. And I felt really seedy afterwards. But guess what? The next day was a new day. And so it's really important for us to realize that we are not repeating 2022. Now, some of you may have had the best year of your life, 2022. Most people that I've talked to had some kind of difficulty, adversity, some very major. Some have also had some wonderful things happen in 2022. There's a young couple right here, had amazing, they got engaged. Tom's looking behind him, he's like, who is that young couple that got engaged? I need to congratulate, that's you, mate. So there's some great things happening, but I want to let you know that this year is an opportunity to stretch out, to grow, and I hope that you've had a little bit of time by now to be thinking about what this year could be. And one of the words that I believe that God has given me for our church is that this is a year of growth in the things of God, growth in connection with God without limits. That those who decide that I'm going to set my heart, I'm going to set my emotions, I'm going to set my spirit on God and the things of God, there can be no limits, no limits from the past because the old is gone. We're in a new year. We're not repeating the past. And so I want to encourage you to have that mindset and something in you. Maybe you haven't even thought about this year. Maybe you're kind of still coming out of your holidays. Maybe you're still on holidays. But be thinking about this year, what would it be like if I partnered in this year? How far could I go in the things of God? How high, how free could I get from the things of the past? 
And what would God do in my life and my heart? And personally, I think that there is nothing more exciting than a life in partnership with God because if you have God, if you have Jesus in your heart, it doesn't matter what is going on in your life. You have security. Like we were singing, you have that firm foundation. And this morning, I want to bring a simple thought. You've probably heard it before, but it's a simple reminder of something that will set you up for this year. And it's a reminder that this year we are invited to have an attitude of gratitude. We're invited to have an attitude of gratitude. In fact, if you ask me, what is one thing that could make a massive difference into how you travel through this year? For yes, for your your emotional health. Yes, for your mental health. Yes, for your physical health, but at the very core, your spiritual health, it would be for us to have an attitude of gratitude. There's a famous saying that that says your attitude determines your altitude. How high you go, how far you go, and particularly in the things of God, but also in relationships, in emotions. Who would love to be healthier in your emotions this year? Who would love to be healthier in your relationships? I believe that an attitude of gratitude is key to that. The Apostle Paul, in Colossians chapter 2, he describes spiritual strength. And one of the things that he uses, one of the measures that he uses, is for us to be overflowing with gratitude. The word that he uses is thanksgiving. Now, I wonder if we had that as an objective and as a goal in our life, that my life is so full that I'm overflowing with gratitude. That what is in me, what is produced in me by the Spirit of God and through partnership with God is an overflow that when I'm pushed, when I'm squeezed, what comes out of me is thanksgiving, is gratitude. I believe that that is so powerful. Let me tell you a couple of things that, that gratitude does. Gratitude allows us to get into the presence of God quickly. Now, a lot of my conversations as a pastor, discipling people, even people that are on the journey to find Jesus, a lot of them, uh, a lot of the conversations is how do I hear the voice of God or how do I connect with God? And even some of the conversations that I have as a parent with my kids, it's like, how do I hear the, the voice of God? When I pray, I don't feel like God hears me or speaks to me. Gratitude is a key. The Bible says in Psalm 100, verse 4, it says, Enter his gates, talking about the temple, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Now those things, when I praise God, I am giving God gratitude. I'm giving him what he deserves. And this is talking about a journey into the temple, the presence of God. Now, in the Old Testament, that was a building, it was a place, it was a tabernacle, it was a temple. In the New Testament, now God's presence lives within us. But if I want to connect with God quickly, I begin to give thanks to God. 
I begin to praise God. Do you know how I connect with God quickly? Because I make it about him, not about me. Not about, not whether I've done good, not whether I've done bad, but I can go boldly, confidently and quickly into the presence of God by taking a moment to praise God, to thank God, to give him gratitude. Gratitude reminds us of how people have helped us. It reminds us of how people have helped us. When we pause, when we have this attitude of gratitude, I believe it's pretty easy to feel alone. Sometimes it's easy to feel abandoned. Sometimes it's easy to even times to, th- to think, yeah, I made it on my own. No, you didn't. You didn't make it on your own. You may feel a little bit lonely right now, but I bet if you stop, there are people that have helped you in your journey And gratitude, an attitude of gratitude allows you to recognize that. Gratitude will free you to see the grace of God in your story. I'll bet, even though I know some of you better than others, I'll bet that if we had a conversation and we just took maybe 15, 20 minutes and we talked about each other's stories, I'll bet that each and every one of you could see a time where God saved you from something, protected you from something, kept you from harm, restored you from something, was with you in a difficult situation. And gratitude allows us to see the grace of God in our story. It allows us to recognize that God is with us, that God has been moving with us. We didn't maybe realize it at the time. Maybe at the time we felt that God had left us or abandoned us, but gratitude allows us to see the grace of God in our story. Gratitude helps us to make the most of every opportunity. Now, uh, I believe that one of the things that I'm called to do in my life is to preach, is to do what I'm doing. And I had a couple of prophetic words when I was like 15, when I was 15 years old in my church in Sydney. Um, actually, we were at a conference. Uh, the church was holding a conference. I was working at McDonald's. Anyone here work, ever work at McDonald's? Okay, we've got one. This is two. Okay, there's an enthusiastic one up the back. It's okay. You, if, you, if you didn't answer yes, you're not missing out on anything. It's not a test. It was just a, a, a mini survey. And so I worked at McDonald's. I finished my shift, and if you've ever worked at McDonald's or a fast food place, afterwards you would feel like you were literally covered in like there was like grease and fat in every pore of your body. Not pleasant, okay? Was it good for my skin? I don't know. You be the judge of that. So I'm there. I come after uh, after my shift. I'm not smelling particularly good and the preacher's preaching. He stops and he, and he says, is there any 15-year-old boys here, uh, young men? I think he called me a boy. I never thought about that. Okay. So 15-year-olds come out the front and he prophesied over me that that I would preach, that I would see miracles and signs and wonders, etc. The next night I went, the same conference, different speaker, wasn't there, prophesied, a different person prophesied the exact thing almost word for word. So I felt this is part of, of my story, my journey, right? And I was, my wife and I, uh, I was in youth ministry. I was in youth group for about probably 13 years. I was in youth ministry, volunteer youth ministry for about nine years. 
And so I had uh, my wife and I started a, a youth group in a, a suburb in Sydney, quite a difficult uh, suburb. Uh, at one time had a lot of crime, a lot of drugs, and we started that youth group uh, not with any kids in the in the church, but by going to a local park and kicking a football. And God just began to, to send people to that youth group and they encountered Jesus. And so that's part of my story, right? So uh, I feel like I'm called to preach. Fast forward, um, I'm at a large church and I'm not getting many preaching opportunities. And then the youth pastor says, look, we've got an opportunity to preach to about 40 young people on a Sunday morning. Now, here's what I said. Bad. This is a bad story. Bad from me. I said, look, I, you know, I, I'm done with that. Like, I, I've, done, I've done the youth thing, right? You know, and what I was really saying is kind of like, can, can I be honest? I was really saying, I want the main stage, right? I want, I want the profile. I, I don't want this kind of corner. And in that moment, I wasn't grateful and I wasn't thankful for the opportunities that aligned with my call. Here's just a side note. What opportunities do you have that align with what God has called you to do, but maybe feel insignificant? I believe that God wants to encourage a couple of you in that area. And after that, God spoke to me, gave me a little bit of a realignment, gave me a little bit of a clip over the back of the head. And since then, I've always taken the opportunity to value any group of people that I get to preach of any size. And I will prepare with the same amount of diligence and prayer and passion because this is part of what God has called me to do. And gratitude allows you to do that. Because sometimes if we're not thankful, we're seeing beyond. Oh, I'll be thankful when I'm, yeah, I know God's called me to preach, but I've established the minimum number that I'll be thankful to preach is now 250 people in the room. Anything below that, I'll be a brat. <laughs> Gratitude builds a culture of honor. Do you know in the Bible, the idea of honoring is to give weight to something. That's what it means. It's to you assign significance. When the Bible says to honor your mother and father in the Ten Commandments, it means with your parents you should give them weight. You should honor them. I believe that a healthy culture is a culture of honor. And when we begin, this is what we're going to talk about, when we begin to see people, and see what God has placed within them, we can value and honor them in the things of God. So the passage, main passage of Scripture today is a, a short vo- verse, but it's a powerful verse about gratitude. It's up on the screen, 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. It says this, Give thanks, which is how Paul describes gratitude, the Apostle Paul, in all circumstances. Everybody say all. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 
Now, I don't believe that giving thanks or gratitude in itself is that special, right? So let me give you an example. Who here got a nice Christmas present? Anyone here want to share what they got? Nice Christmas present? Yeah. That dress, that's a beautiful dress, okay? And so that's, for those listening on the podcast, my daughter said she's got a beautiful dress. Thank you <laughs> to me and your mum. Did, is that what I got you? Yeah? Or was it someone else? Okay, you picked it out. Okay, this is unraveling very quickly. Can we cut, cut the podcast? Okay, so for someone to get something that they want and to be thankful for it is not particularly special, right? It's, it's if you get something, oh, wow. Like, okay, another example. So uh, anyone follow uh, football? Ronaldo, all right, heard of Ronaldo? So he gets for his 39th birthday a Rolls Royce, as you do. Not a tiny die-cast model like I would give you, but a a real one, and he he was thankful for it. If Miranda or Ronaldo had been unthankful for something that was really good and really special, you would think that there was something wrong with them. So gratitude at a base level when things are going well is not particularly special. But an attitude of gratitude is not that. And look at this. Give thanks in all circumstance. To give thanks in all circumstance, I believe, is a rare quality. It's a rare quality. Do you know somebody? Can you think of somebody who lives like this? Can you, have you got someone? Do you know someone personally that, like, they're a very thankful person? I'll bet, if you think about them again, I'll bet it's not because their life is perfect. It's not because they've never had tr- troubles or difficulties, but it's something else. And the Apostle Paul is saying, to give thanks in all circumstance. Oh, back on the, if we can go back to that one. is deeply connected to the person of Jesus. It's deeply connected to the idea and to the attributes and the character and the nature of Jesus Christ. And I believe that giving thanks in all circumstances is a rare quality, but I, I also believe it's a compelling quality. It's something, you know, do you want to be around someone who gives thanks in all circumstance or do you want to be around someone who complains in all circumstances. And no matter where you are right now, we're going to talk about how you can move into God's will. Do you know that in 2023, I want to tell you that God's will for you, he's got lots of things on the agenda for you and especially if you sit and ask him for it. But God's will, it says right here in the Bible, God's will is for you to give thanks in all circumstances. I can be confident that I am living out the will of God when I do this. Yes, there are other things. There are other things that are more specific to me, other plans and purposes that are more specific to me. But there is a plan and a purpose for me 
part of being like Jesus that I learn how to give thanks in all circumstances. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how we do this. And I believe that part of the way that we develop this attitude of gratitude is by doing this. It's coming up. An attitude of gratitude, what it trains you to do is to see the gold in every situation. An attitude of gratitude trains you to see the gold in every situation. Now, I don't know much about finding gold, but I do know that there's basically three key things. The first thing is dirt, and the second thing is gold. Okay, so in the olden times, this picture is coming up, you would pan for gold. So you would go to a river, there'd be lots of dirt and rocks, and you would have all this, you would look, and it's very rare that you would see gold on the surface. But through a process, next one, you would be able to sift and search through that dirt to find the gold. And what I want to say this morning is that the main reason, I believe, or one of the main reasons that we aren't thankful in all circumstances is when we look at out, all we see is dirt. All we see is dirt. And if you're looking for faults, you're going to find them. And if you want to find dirt, you're going to find it with ease. But if you're looking for gold, you're going to find it with effort. And if I'm looking for faults in myself, in my marriage, in my circumstances, if I'm looking for faults with this church, if you're looking for faults in me, or I'm looking for faults in you, you're going to find them. I guarantee them. Because there's always going to be more dirt than gold. Now, you might have some circumstances in your life where you, you go down to the river and there is this kind of gold nugget. And it's just there and you pick it up. And there's uplifting music behind as you do that. And then it sparkles in the sun. But most of the time, there is going to be a process. And sometimes, and I know some of you would agree with me when I say this, sometimes you are in seasons where you feel like there's a lot of dirt and not a lot of gold that you are working really, really hard and all you see is pain, all you see is conflict, all you see is trouble, all you see is negativity. Who's been through a, cir a circumstance like that? And no doubt there are seasons in life and circumstances where you feel like all there is is dirt, all there is is things that aren't going your way. But I want to tell you that there is gold and we've got to find it. 
was even researching uh, commercial mining. In commercial mining, sometimes on the lower side of yield, they will uh, go through 11 tonnes of rock to find one to two grams of gold. And some of you are like, yep, I've been through that. (laughs) I've been through that. No doubt. Now, here's the other thing that I want to say. What we're talking about is not a blind optimism that never confronts reality and gets a piece of dirt and goes, look, it's a shiny gold nugget. We're not talking about that because that would be unreal. We're not talking about uh, never having difficult conversations with people or talking about things that need to be fixed. But what we are talking about is searching and finding something that is truly of value in people. We're talking about actually something that is easy to do, but we don't always do it, is seeing the glory of God, the brightness of God, the beauty of God, And sometimes, if we're honest, one of the things that stops us from giving gratitude, from seeing people giving value and honor to people, is we see a lot of dirt in their lives and not not a lot of gold. Or we've got, we do see the gold, but say, look, if I'm honest, I I really don't want to give Steph that honor because, you know, I don't want to get her to get the wrong idea, right? You know, this is an illustration. (laughs) Some people are like, I can't believe he said that. (laughs) Steph's good. Steph does a great job. I hope. We'll check in after the service. (laughs) But what what I'm saying is sometimes we feel like there's way more wrong with that person than what is right, so therefore I will withhold... Sometimes in my mind, sometimes with my words, I will withhold me seeing gold or seeing the good that God has put within them or seeing the potential within them because I don't want them to get the wrong idea. And what I want to say at the beginning of this year is an attitude of gratitude will help you to see gold in people. It will be a filter, and that's what we need. We have dirt, we have gold, and to get the gold, we need a filter. I need to actually be okay to, to filter the dirt, to leave the dirt behind. I'm, I'm not thankful for some of the dirt. I'm thankful for the gold, and I, I have to work out how to separate the two intentionally, with purpose, being aware of what is going on. And I need to be able to see, and you need to be able to see the people in your life. Here are some things that you need to be able to see from them. You need to be able to see the call of God. You need to be able to see what God has gifted them, their unique abilities, their giftings, the admirable qualities, what is good. Now, sometimes it's a bit covered. Sometimes they're a little broken. Sometimes, like all of us, there's a little bit of things going on, but God has called us to see the gold in people and to bring it out. 
and to sift through. And how does it feel when somebody sees you the way that God sees you and calls out life in you and says, you have value? And often they don't see it themselves. And that's part of our gift to one another in the body of Christ. It's part of the reason why we're just not all at home listening to a podcast, but we're here and why we're in connect groups is because in relationship, we begin to strengthen one another by the Spirit of God and we begin to call out what God has placed within people. And it needs intention and we need to have what I call the gratitude filter. When I have a gratitude filter, it means that I don't have to take everything at face value. When I see dirt, I can be like, okay, that's dirt. I wonder what God has placed in there. It means that I don't have to filter my life through my emotions or feelings. I can filter it through another kind of truth. Who here is getting better at that? Not filtering your life. Your emotions won't really lead you. You have to be aware of them. Definitely, you've got to be aware of your emotions. They tell you things, but they don't always lead you into good places. There's a difference, right? So you've got to filter. I work through this. I think about this. I don't take everything as face value. Let me give you another example of a type of filter. Uh, in the old times, in probably ancient Near East, this will help you when you, you read the Bible, particularly the Old Testament, the uh, way that they would take, they would harvest the wheat and they would separate what is valuable, the grain, from the rest of it, there would be two processes to that. Obviously, they would harvest it. And then the two processes, one, they would thresh it. So what they would often do is actually trample it with cattle, sometimes kids, true story. They get kids to run and jump on wheat, All right, harness their powers for good if anyone's got young kids. You're going to set up a little play area at home. Let's harvest some wheat. Organic wheat. Um, and so that process of threshing would separate the grain from the rest of it. Now, the, the next part is what the, the word they would use is they would winnow it. And so to winnow it, they would have the chaff and the grain and they would lift them in the air, throw them up in the air, and if there was a gentle breeze it would carry the chaff away and leave the grain. In a moment, we're going to do a, a, a little kind of activation here. We're going to hand out something in just a minute so the, the team can get ready to do that. But what I want to encourage us to do this year is to learn how to have a gratitude filter which enables us to separate the gold, to see the gold, 
and also for us to leave the chaff behind. There's a saying that says, when the horse has died, it's time to get off it. There's another one that says you can't flog a dead horse, right? But when the horse has died, it's time to get on. I want to say that some things in 2022, as sad as they may be, have died. And it's time to leave them behind. Maybe even they died 10 years ago. But you're still holding on to them. You're still on that saddle, riding that horse. and believing for a miracle and God's like, that one's dead. You don't even want that one to be alive. God wants us to be able to separate what we are thankful for and what we leave behind. He wants us to leave things that are useless behind. And he wants to leave us to embrace the goodness. Now, in just a minute, I'm going to give something out, but uh, actually the team can do that right now. The No, not that, the paper and the pens. So er, these guys are going to give you a pen and a bit of paper. It's going to look like this coming up. So one page... One part of the, the paper says, I'm thankful for, and the other part says, I'm leaving behind. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you maybe just to write at this stage just one thing or two things that you're thankful for and also something that you believe that God has called you to leave behind to travel light with Jesus, to yoke yourself with Jesus means that you don't carry things that you're not supposed to carry anymore. So does everyone have that and some pens? If you don't, just lift your hand up. Now, if you want to start writing a couple of things, you can, but uh, I want to give you five things that we can always be grateful for. So this might be some things that help you. I'm going to go through them quickly. We've got some scriptures. We'll also have them up on our social media this week. So the first one is this. I can always be grateful that God is always with me. He said he will never leave you or forsake you. The second thing I can be thankful for is that God uses pain for good. That some of the painful experiences that we've had is how God has produced something. He's not the source of pain, but he produces, he can use pain to produce good in our life. The third thing, God has set me free. That's something I can be thankful for. That maybe you've been in a, a difficult situation. Maybe you have been bound to things, whether it's relationships, whether it's addictions, whether it's bad habits of any kind. And it's important that I can always be thankful that God has set me free, that God has given me power to overcome. Number four, God works everything for good. That no matter what has happened, his word says in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Number five is that God has given me new life. If something is dead or dying that you know God has called you to 
let go of, you can embrace that new life with confidence. So what I want you to do, just take a moment. Write a couple of things that you're thankful for. could be real simple. Just a great pastor. Anyway, just checking you're awake. could be the people that God has placed in your life, how he's led you. What's the Holy Spirit telling you? What's he speaking to you about right now? It might be that you're thankful for God's presence. Maybe you're thankful for your family. And that's difficult. Maybe you're thankful for your job. And right now you're going through a difficult season. Maybe the Holy Spirit's speaking to you and say, hey, that, that difficult season, I want you to thank me for what I produced in you, for what I'm teaching you. What is it? Then on the, the next side, something that you're leaving in 2022. What has God called you to leave behind? Maybe it's a relationship that's died. Maybe it's an experience. It might even be some kind of trauma, some kind of difficulty. It might even be a set of thinking about a certain person or situation. I know that there was a time that God actually healed my mental situation, my mental pathways. Whenever I would think about a certain person, I would just go down this rabbit warren and God just healed it in a moment. What is it? What do you need to leave behind? What is dying or dead? What has power over you that shouldn't? Maybe it's other people's approval. Maybe you're a people pleaser. Maybe it's the desire for achievement that is unhealthy and ungodly. Sometimes that can be good. People are good. Achievement is good. But when that begins to rule over us, what is it? Just write something down. When you've done that, we're going to give a, it's a unique opportunity. We don't do this all the time, but I want you to rip that paper in two. You can fold that down the middle and rip it in two. And what we're going to do is we're going to Open this. We've got this basket up the front. It says, I'm leaving it behind. So no one's going to read your responses. We're going to put those straight in the bin. But it's a physical act 
that's a spiritual declaration that I'm leaving this behind, that this has no power. And no doubt, even as after you've done this, that thought may come back. But you can take authority and say, no, I left that behind. There was a basket. I walked up the front. That doesn't have any power over me. And so I just want to invite you just to come and place that in the basket. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community.